for tuning in. This is episode number 197. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. And as we continue our series of lessons in Luke, uh, we are picking up in chapter 2. And um, once again, many things that we can draw from this um, chapter 2. There's the wonderful story of the birth of Jesus um, the very reason for the season. And um, chapter 2 goes on, uh, Jesus is taken to be presented in the temple um, when the purification rites required by the law of Moses. So Joseph and Mary take him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's kind of, it's kind of funny to think uh, they are presenting the Lord to the Lord. Um, but they do so as it is written in the law. And they do this, and they find a there's a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, and he was a very he was righteous and devout. Um, now this isn't where I want to land, but this is one something that I want to mention, and I think um, you should you should chew on it. And uh, let the Lord speak to you about it. But um, he was a righteous man. And I think about New Testament scripture comes to mind. Um, can't, I don't recall the verse, but there is none righteous, no, not one. Um, but then you come across places like that. Um, your translation um, may say he was blameless. That could be another way it's rendered. Um, you see that with Job, description of Job. You see that with, I believe it is Noah, a righteous man. Um, it's, uh, it's quite a difficult thing to grasp. What exactly is being said in that? Um, how can we reconcile that to other scriptures that may say something that portrays something different. How are we to understand it? And the thing when you come across those moments in Scripture where you read something that seems to or seems to apparently contradict something else in Scripture, well, the first, your default position should always be well, this doesn't invalidate Scripture. What this does is it challenges me to understand what's being said. It should challenge us to um, reconsider how we think about something. Um, there are perspectives that can be gained inside of these, um, what, what we can call apparent contradictions. Um, there's tension between Scripture, and it's our duty and our honor, obligation, to to pursue and understand those things uh, through the wisdom given by God. 
And so don't don't run away from those tensions, but rather um, embrace them and pursue understanding. But the issue is always on our side. It is not a matter of, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, Scripture seems to be contradicting itself, and so it uh, lessens its validity. That should never be the conclusion that we draw. And we should always take the default stance that there is something inconsistent in our understanding. And so we ask God to help us to bridge the gap that we find in our understanding and the conclusions that we draw. So moving on um, in the sequence here, this righteous and devout man, Simeon, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And so he was moved by the Spirit, and he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in Jesus um, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. Now, um, we read, we find on that uh, Mary and Joseph marveled at was what was said, and then Simeon blessed them, and and they um, says something on to to Mary, but um, then we find uh, shortly after there was a prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. Now, this is something just to note just noteworthy. Um, We are in Luke. We are in the new covenantal era. Now we, you know, this is still Jesus as a boy. This is before the cross. Um, But it is um, in in the new covenantal era. And um, we see here a prophet. And not only that, but we see a prophet woman. Um, this is probably a difficult thing for some to get uh, to get to uh, to conclude, and especially with some of the tension that there is in women in ministry, women leadership. Um, but I just want to point that out that here we find a woman, and she was a prophet. So. Um, we should not be so quick to conclude that women uh, should have a much different role than uh, we see the text allow. Um, we should not be, as men, we should not be so quick to judge and quick to conclude uh, certain things regarding women in ministry. Um, but at this point, this Anna was very old. And she had lived with her husband for seven years, and then after marriage, and then she was widowed until she was 84. And this woman never left the temple. She worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Now, I will have to say that is beyond impressive. And you could only imagine the degree of intensity that she carried, um, the... and. 
sometimes when we use the word spirituality, that can have a, a, a negative attachment to it. But um, in the purest sense of the word, I can only imagine her spirituality, for she lived in a constant state of worshiping um, and uh, remaining in the presence of God, fasting and praying. I can't even imagine the uh, the magnitude of what she carried with her. So this um, Anna comes up to them, and she gave thanks to God, spoke about the child, and um, and then Joseph and Mary. Once they had completed everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child, we're talking about Jesus, grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Now, let's notice that. They returned um, after they had done everything that the law of the Lord required, they returned. Now, as the child Jesus grew and became strong, he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Now remember, this is Jesus in the flesh, God in the flesh, and yet growing, strengthening, being filled with wisdom. And not just wisdom, but the grace of God was on him. Now, this is more so where I wanted to land, but there's this scene where Jesus is at the temple. And then every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. But when he was 12, they went up to this festival according to the custom. Now, that's something important to catch. They had done this year after year, and they did so according to the custom. There was a religious custom. We shouldn't be so quick to judge religious customs, religious rituals. Um, now, I'm not talking about generally the word religious. I'm talking about you know, true godly customs and rituals. We shouldn't be so quick or so hard on those things, because even in this case, we see the very ones who brought Jesus up and raised him were doing, having religious rituals and customs. So we shouldn't be so hard on that. But after the festival was over, and while his parents were returning home, Jesus actually, in this point, stayed behind. But they didn't know it. And so thinking he was in their company of people, they traveled on for a day. Then they started to look for him among the relatives and friends, but they couldn't find him. So they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. Can you imagine how worried they were? I mean, they knew he was the son of God, and they had just lost him. Um, you are sure that they thought they were probably the worst parents in the world. But verse 46 tells us after three days they found him in the temple courts. That's interesting, three days. You know, lots of things happen on three days, you know, in the, on the third day. 
right? Some foreshadowing there and some parallels to be found as you discover that. They found him in the temple courts and they were and he was sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking them questions. This is another case. This is God in the flesh, but we find him sitting among teachers listening and asking them questions. He's learning. God in flesh he is learning. And everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. Now, so I guess this is where I want to kind of round it off. Um, we find we find Jesus as a boy and growing into a young man. We find him in process. He's in process of becoming strong, in process of becoming wise, being filled with wisdom, being filled with grace, being obedient to his parents, uh, learning, listening, being humble, uh, being teachable. We find Jesus in process. And just like you and I and um, you know those that we know, we're... We and they, each of us, are in process. Sometimes we we want to be in that place where we are to be, but it's the journey, the process that takes us to where we ultimately will be. And it's if we think about even the life of Jesus, and you know he was you know, 30 years old or so before his ministry even began. And even then, he only ministered, uh, you know, widely known for about three years, three and a half years before his death. So, you know, that's a long time leading up to a very short ministry. So we, we need not forget that we are in process, and it looks, the timing is different for each of us. God's plan is unique to each one of us, and so we just need to be pliable to that and patient and allow God to, to build and mature us to a place where we're ready for the thing that He wants us to do. And each of us has has a destiny and as long as we have a yes in our heart we can rest knowing that God will take us through the right path and transition us into that which he has called us to do so remember you're in process each one of us and our yes takes us into the place where he will ultimately form and shape us into what he's called us to be so I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode. Um, looking forward to the next installment of uh, Lessons in Luke as we make our way through the biblical narrative uh, these 25 days leading up to uh, the joyous season uh, Christmas holiday. So I bless you, and until the next time, thank you. I would trade a million lifetimes for